Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. So today we're going to be talking about energy. And if you read my book, Healing PCOS, you know, I talk a little bit about this um, as we get into uh, the protocol of healing PCOS. And I talk about how women with PCOS are very sensitive to energy, whether it's energy that somebody brings in, a friend or um, a family member brings into a space or energy from our thoughts or energy from the food that we eat. Um, I'm going to quote Dr. Nancy Dunn. She, and I wrote this in the book, she says that women with PCOS, our nervous systems are a little bit more reactive when we have higher androgen status. And in our current culture, that can mean things like chronic anxiety and insomnia and eventually depression. Um, But on the flip side, it can give us advantages of perception and motivation to change. So I want to dive in deeper into this topic of energy and what we can do to um, sort of flip the switch when we're feeling that um, our energies are being drained. So I brought in um, an expert on working with people to take control of their energy and use it for greater effectiveness and healing. And that expert is Karen Dykeman. So welcome, Karen, to the PCOS Diva podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you all today. So I just want to give our listeners a little more info about your background. You're a human resources consultant and a life coach who works with individuals and groups seeking to uncover their true passions and purpose and partners with them to create action plans to live their most fulfilling lives. And you've also done a lot of work on energy healing, um, and I can't wait for you to share with us today. Well, great. Thank you, Amy, for having me today. I'm so excited to be with the community. Um, I think we all know that it's incredibly important to have an awareness of energy in the context of healing, because the body requires a tremendous amount of energy to heal itself. And we know this because when the body is busy trying to heal itself, when we're sick, 
we feel exhausted, right? So we know that people are always telling us, drink your fluids and get your rest. So we know we need a lot of energy to heal ourselves. But I think where we go wrong is we don't often think about what energy is and where it comes from. And you know what, Karen, I just want to interrupt for a sec. Um, you know, that's like one of the biggest pain points for women with PCOS, I think, is that we say we're, we're so fatigued, we're so tired, we have no energy. And as I mentioned, I think we are more perceptive, you know, maybe we don't know it, but to the energies around us. Um, and I'd love for you to maybe like give us a little bit more understanding of what energy is. Fantastic. Um, so we know that energy powers the universe, right? And we know that energy powers us. Um, so in quantum physics, they say that energy holds the smallest particles of matter together. So energy is what holds the atoms together. So we know that energy is inside all matter and space. So it's all around us. It's running through us. And energy is everywhere. So I, I think the key for us to get control over the energy in our bodies and to make sure that our bodies are at the highest vibration possible is to understand where energy com comes from so that we can ensure that we are um, maximizing our opportunities for um, ensuring that our bodies are at the highest vibrations possible. So I can share with you now, um, there's about five major sources of where energy comes from. And energy primarily comes from what we eat. So everything has a vibration. So we have to remember that even food has a vibration. So we want to ensure that we're eating food with the highest vibration. Because um, when we eat high foods with a high vibration, then we're going to obviously feel the most energy. If we eat foods with a low vibration, we're going to feel sluggish, right? So um, high vibration foods are those that are nutrient rich. This is probably not a surprise to anyone in your community who reads your newsletters and listens to these broadcasts that um, Foods with the highest vibrations are going to be the raw, organic fruits and vegetables, so dark, leafy greens, sprouts, berries, etc. Um, and then the lowest vibration foods are going to be those with refined white sugar, white flour, like processed foods. Um, so the highest vibration meats or proteins are going to be your freshwater fish, your lamb, your poultry, um, and when you you know when you think about animals with high vibrations, you know, high energy, that's going to be your lamb. When you think of animals with like the slowest moving animals, it's probably not a surprise to know that the lowest vibration meat is actually pork. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I think um, when I want to get some extra energy, I, you know, you think about reaching for caffeine, um, coffee or, or tea, but Oftentimes, I'll go and either I'll make some green juice or I'll go through like my local cafe that they do, they do their own juicing. And that green juice can be really energizing. And I think it is because of that. It's a high vibrational food. Right. Those dark leafy greens. It's going to be the highest vibration that you can bring into your body. 
So I, I think it's important for us to think that food, it's not only affecting our blood sugar. So, you know, when you have a, a slice of pizza and feeling like really logy afterwards and needing a nap, it's not just, um, you know, the, the effects of the, the white flour, you know, on, the, on your blood sugar, but also the vibration of the food as well. Right. Right. And um, there are also many other sources of energy that we should be aware of. Um, we can also get energy from the environment. So, for example, music and color. Each color and sound has its distinct frequency or vibration due to the wavelengths. So, for example, red has a larger wavelength and is more stimulating than, say, blue, which is proportionally, you know, the wavelength is proportionally much shorter and it has a calming effect. So that's why when you hear the quick notes of like drums, they stimulate um, emotions. They express in sound what the color red expresses because their wavelengths um, are similar. While the neutral tones of like a flute or a horn have a quieting influence because their wavelengths are similar to the color blue. Um, so it's, it's important to be aware. Sometimes you walk into a room and the music is, um, it's not really reacting well with your body and it can have an if effect on the energy that you're feeling in your body if it's not mixing with you well at that time. You might need, times you might need um, more stimulating sounds, um, but then there are other times that you need some more calming sounds. So it's just be aware that um, sound and color can have a, an impact. And then also um, in the environment, when you walk into a room, you want to be aware uh, of clutter because clutter can also flow, you know, block the flow of energy in a room. I think it's so interesting what you said about color. And I, I have sort of um, painted my house in various shades of like green and blue. Mm -hmm. and, and I think it's just because of that um, sort of anxious energy that I tend to uh, operate at. You know, definitely the color does um, help calm me. And the other thing is the music. And I don't know where I was um, reading this, but, you know, if you listen to, like, a, a symphony, a Mozart symphony, that, um, the, that, that vibration of the symphony is very calming. Um, and it's kind of at the same number of beats as your heart beats mm -hmm. when, it's, when it's calm. And so listening to classical music like that can really have a calming effect on your energy. And then, like you said, in, in the reverse, if you need to sort of get a little pep, you know, you can put on music to energize you as well. Yeah, it's great. As I know in my office, I have two paintings. One is primarily in a red, orange, yellow theme. Um, and then the other painting is in a blue-green theme. So when I need more energy, <laughs> I look at that one, and I need to be calmed down because I just had a really anxious meeting. I look at the blue and green painting. Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> yep. Okay. And then another major source of energy, which we should be aware is probably not a surprise, does come from nature because, again, everything has a vibration um, and a frequency. So you can get energy from the sun, from the ocean, and you can actually get energy from trees. And I know people laugh at, tr you, know, you know, tree huggers or, you know, nature people are called tree huggers, but tree hugging is an actual thing. Like I love to go out in the backyard and there's a really big tree out there. And if you hug the tree, you can actually 
pick up the vibration from the tree. So um, that's why when you walk in nature, whether it's in the forest or on a beach, you can physically feel the change in your energy because it's a cleansing renewal type energy that comes from nature. And then um, there are two other major sources of energy that we should just quickly chat about. Um, and of course, I think you've mentioned it in your book, but thoughts are a primary source of energy as well. And it's really important to know that your thoughts are energy and your emotions are energy. Because when you're in a good mood, you have a higher vibration, you have more energy. And when you're sad, we have a much lower vibration. So you can actually, when you walk into a room, you can feel a good vibe or a good vibration or a bad vibe based on the energy in the room, which comes from emotions and thoughts. And I, and I feel this in, in business a lot. If you are in an environment where you know your company's going through an acquisition or there's going to be layoffs and everyone's gathered for a meeting and you walk into the room and you suddenly feel like sick to your stomach, um, that's actually the, you're picking up on the thoughts and the emotions of the people that are, are in the room. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, I, I do think that we women with PCOS are more perceptive to that, mm -hmm. just the way that physiologically, you know, we're made up that higher androgen status. And, and I'm hoping that you're going to give us some tips on you know, in a little bit on how to protect mm -hmm. us from that negative energy so we don't absorb it. Absolutely, because, you know, the last source of major energy are the people around us, because you know that, you know, you can be around high energy, what we call high energy people, people that bring you up, and you can also very easily be around low energy people, like um, I call them energy suckers, they just come by and maybe they're in a bad mood and they, you know, that you're sitting at your cube at work, someone comes by and lays something horrible on you that happened at their home or something bad that's going on in the world. And then you just feel really um, like someone just pulled the, the drain out of you and all your energy just left your body. So I call those energy suckers. And I think it's really um, important to be aware of how to um, be aware of the impact that people around you have. So um, I do want to refer real quickly to, to Carol Laurie. She was, um, I think she's a, a doctor from, she was on a podcast earlier in the year and she talked about how knowledge is empowerment versus power. And I think that's so important because empowerment um, is an important word because it talks about taking control of oneself as opposed to being a victim of what comes at you. So when you're aware of the impact or the effect that, that people around you have on your energy. The first step is awareness. Um, so I thought we could talk about some tips and tricks uh, about how to be more in control of the energy that comes at you through the, throughout the day, whether it's from an energy zapper or, or something to that effect. Um, so I think the first step is just remembering that thoughts and words have a vibration. Um, and so and you're the one that's in control of your thoughts. So if you send a, a beautiful electrical charge to someone by encouraging them or paying them a compliment, it's going to send a positive electrical charge back to you. 
Um, and the opposite is true. If you send out a criticism, you're going to you're going to be the receiver of that ne negative charge. So you just want to step up your awareness of your thoughts and words because um, you can be in control of the impact that those thoughts and words have on you in terms of your vibration. So you really want to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with positive, high energy people um, wherever you can. Um, and then another tip and trick is to, again, just be aware of your surroundings now that you know that color um, and and clutter in your environment have an impact on how you feel. It's just being aware of um, how you can make a change to that. So if you walk into a room and there's a lot of clutter, um, just increase your awareness around that. And maybe you want to uh, pick up a book of like Marie Kondo. She's the joy of tidying up. If the items in your house are not sparking joy, then you might want to get rid of them so that the energy is flowing positively um, in your space. Um, and, and, the, and the, the last thing I want to say about energy zappers, the people that come, you know, come by and do an, an energy zap on you, I think the most important thing is to recognize that you have control um, over how they affect you. So if... Um, if you decide beforehand, say you're, you know, there's a, an energy zapper in your life and you can't minimize your exposure to them. Maybe you're married to an energy zapper or maybe they're a coworker. Um, you can decide ahead of time that they're, they're not going to impact you. And you can do this by kind of visualizing um, that you're a duck. A lot of times I'll visualize I'm a duck and in ducks, what they do is they shake the water right off their back, right? They just give themselves a shake and they don't let the water penetrate them. So what you can decide is that their negative um, words or thoughts are not going to penetrate you. You're just going to shake them off like a duck. Um, and then remind yourself that their low energy or their grumpiness is not your issue. And that's really important. It's their issue and not yours. So you can turn um, their negative comment, say, into a joke or something like, you know, you're, you may be grumpy, but I still love you. You know, something that will remain playful so that, um, you know, you can keep the energy light and maybe pay them a compliment and hopefully you'll get a smile. I know I did this when my, I realized it took a little while, but my husband travels a lot and he needs a lot of sleep. So he would come home from a trip and I'd be anxious. I'd want to make sure everything's clean and he would come home and then he would immediately like find something to get upset about. So we would just make a joke that, um, you know, he was just finding something to get upset about. Maybe it was a piece of mail or the, the paper towels weren't um, filled, but it's just that he's grumpy and tired and he's just filling, you know, he's looking for a need to fill that grumpiness. And it's not about me, it's about him. So we just learned, I'll just welcome him home. And then he goes to sleep and then everything's fine the next day. So it's really important to be aware that their grumpiness is their issue. And it's not about you. You know, I, one thing that I talk about is how um, we need to, and I read this in the book, that we need to really be aware of the people in our lives that um, sabotage and suck from us and it's like those that energy va vampire of like you were talking about um, versus those that that support and stretch us and um, you know and to think about spending more time obviously with those that stretch and support us 
Um, and you know, you can kind of with, with friends and acquaintances that you can sort of kind of pick who you want to spend time with, but your family members, it, it becomes more difficult. So I think we need to have like these um, tactics. And I like that idea of shaking the water, you know, shaking the negative energy like a, a duck would shake water off its back. Um, so that it doesn't like absorb and um, it you know detract from from your lights and your energy. Yeah, especially if um, those with PCOS are more perceptive to energy, it's really important to be aware that you know you are feeling their negative energy, but you can be in control of that and not let that permeate you. Yeah. So so what else can we do? Okay, um, so there's a there's a couple um, really important visualizations that I do often. Um, they're pretty quick, and once you do them once, you can you can you know get into the habit of doing them very quickly. So they before they become like a, a like a protection um, mechanism. And there's three of them I can I can lead you through real quickly now. Um, there's one visualization that you can do if you feel like you're in a space where there's a lot of um, like dirty energy or bad energy because energy is everywhere, right? And everyone has energy. So when you're in a room, you're on a plane, you're in a crowd, everyone is kind of bringing their energy in. It's almost like germs. Like you can pick up bad energy from, from um, crowded places. So one thing I like to do is what I call the violet flame. So all you have to do is just do, you know, kind of um, visualize a little flame in your heart center, which is, you know, in, your, in the center of your chest. Just visualize a little violet flame and let it grow quickly so that it, it illuminates like the inside of your body. And that violet flame is going to clear out any dirty or stale energy that's in your body. And then you can um, visualize that flame getting a little bigger or broader so it extends outside of your body just by a couple feet. Or you can go wide. You can extend that flame all the way through your house. If someone has been visiting and you want to clear your house, you can visualize it out through your house or your town. Or if it's just for you, just um, visualize it going out a couple you know, a couple feet outside your body and then make like a little bubble or surrounding around your body. And that will <clears throat> cleanse and protect you um, when you're in a crowd, when you're on a plane. I do that routinely when I get onto planes. So not a, not a violet flame of a violent flame? I'm sorry, a violet. A violet. Like the okay. color purple. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yes. so um, what's the significance of violet? Violet is um, a, a cleansing color. Um, it's the longest uh, wavelength, I believe, in the spectrum. Um, and it, it's, uh, there's something that ha it's a cleansing element about that color. I'd have to read another book on it, but um, it's known to just be the, the cleansing color. I think it's used a lot in, um, like, like lavender is... is um, is violet as well, or something about that color that um, lends itself to cleansing, has a cleansing element. Okay, great. Um, and there's a couple other quick visualizations I do. One is, um, it, is, is grounding your energy. If you're in a situation where you're feeling very anxious, um, there's a lot of energy swirling around you, you can do a quick 
grounding exercise. Um, so what you do is just kind of put your two feet on the floor and you visualize your energy starting at your heart center, your center of your body. You're going to push that energy all the way down your body, through your thighs, down your feet, all the way to the center of the earth. And visualize this energy being pushed through a cable that goes all the way down to the center of the earth and hooks around the center of the earth and then comes back up through your feet and through your legs and, the, and back up to your heart center. So anytime you feel a swirl of energy, you're about to give a presentation or something that causes anxiety, just send the energy down to the center of the earth and then the earth's energy will neutralize that energy and bring fresh energy back up to you. And then there's one quick, uh, uh, one other visualization I do when I need a charge of energy. So once you've grounded yourself, um, you can visualize white, bright light coming in from the heavens down through the top of your head and into your heart center. So this brilliant white light from the heavens has the highest and purest vibration, and it can give you a charge whenever you need it. So if you're feeling sluggish, um, you need a renewal, just do this quick visualization, bring in the brilliant white light um, down to your heart center, uh, because the creator of the universe created the universe in perfect balance and harmony. So when you pull that harmony in on demand, if you will, um, you can do that whenever you need it, when you need to restore balance and harmony. Well, those are some really great um, tactics and, and tips. I, I'm really looking forward to trying them. Mm-hmm. The other thing that really helps me too, and it's it's hard being up here in New Hampshire when things are so cold mm-hmm. um, for so much time of the year, but l- like you had mentioned earlier about being in nature, but being on the beach or just grounding your feet, like your bare mm-hmm. feet on the ground um, I think is so healing and kind of gets rid of that, that bad energy. What, what do you think about that? Absolutely. That's a way of, you know, um, there are a lot of strategies with, with detoxifying. Um, and that's another one when you use your bare feet on the ground, it has an element of pulling that, um, all the, you know, toxins and the bad energy out and it releases through the soles of your feet into nature, which, um, will then cleanse it and restore it. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about anxiety and depression. Um, So many women with PCOS suffer from anxiety and depression. It's thought that about 60% of us have some mood-related disorder. Do you think depression and anxiety can affect our body's energy or vibration? Absolutely. Um, What's the challenge about depression is it's living in the past, and anxiety is living in the future. And the body needs to be in the present to heal because in the present, in the presence is where the, the body's going to have the highest vibration. And the reason why de- the depression draws so much energy is that the body requires a tremendous amount of energy um, to hold on to hurts from the past. So when you're able to let go of those hurts from the past, it frees up that energy Um, to deal with the future, or I'm sorry, to deal with the present. So one strategy um, that people can use to kind of identify what might be holding them into, you know, holding on to pain from the past um, is if you sit quietly 
and you, um, a lot of times you just do some belly breaths and belly breaths mean, you know, sticking your stomach way out, which will fill your lungs with air and then pressing your, your belly in, which will get all the air out of your lungs. If you do like about three deep belly breaths, um, that will kind of quiet your mind and your nervous system. So if you give yourself the gift of a few minutes, like three really deep belly breaths, so your, your mind quiets and your nervous system quiets, then you can ask the creator, what resentment or areas of unforgiveness am I holding on to? And when you ask that question, you might be amazed at what comes up when you allow your, your nervous system to settle down. So if you have a journal nearby and you take some notes, um, you can see that there might be some things that you've forgotten about or maybe you weren't aware that you were hanging on to. Um, and, and you might feel some pain coming up, and that's okay. And you can just kind of feel that pain um, because the, when the pain comes up, it's like it's like washing a sweater. You know, when you wash a sweater, you have to get the soap out and you rinse it, and then there's more soap. So you might have to rinse it a couple times to get all the soap out. So when the pain comes up, just feel it and let your body cleanse. If you need to have tears or whatever, that's your body's way of cleansing from the past. Um, and then if there are areas of resentment or areas that you need to forgive and it's really difficult for you, it was a really painful experience, you can ask for help. Um, you can ask the creator for help and forgiveness and, and ask the creator for help in releasing that resentment. And what you might find over the next couple of days, you might be surprised at circumstances that, that come up that allow you to release you know, some of those things that you were holding on to. And it's similar with uh, anxiety where depression is living in the past and holding on to past hurts. Anxiety is worrying about the future. So you're living in the future, um, which is which is basically what they say is anxiety is a wasted emotion because it drains all your energy about thinking about the future when you could be using that energy to experience and more effectively engage in the present. So when your mind is in the present, it sends the highest vibration to your body. So whatever you can do um, over time, I know it doesn't happen in an instant, but over time, if you can learn to let go of the pain from the past and let go of the anxiety of the future, recognize when you're living in the future, when you're worrying, well, what if it happens? What if it doesn't happen? So what good is that going to do if you're worrying about if it does or doesn't happen? You really want to try to let that go and just remain in the present. And then your body's going to be at that highest vibration to, um, to set your body up for healing. There's so much wisdom and living in the the present. And I didn't realize that it sends the highest vibration to your body, but that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you about low vibrational thinking. Um, you know, I think a lot of women with PCOS, we think that we are not enough. Um, you know, our, our bodies aren't enough. We're having trouble um, conceiving. We're, you know, growing hair where we don't want it, where we can't lose weight. It's all of these messages we send ourselves that, that we are, um, we are not enough, and I know that that must be playing a role in draining our energy and and even sabotaging healing. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So, like we've we've talked about a lot, you need to have the highest vibration, right, to heal yourself. 
And love is the highest vibration. So the best way to raise the vibration of your body is just to flood your body with love. So you have to love yourself um, in order to increase that vibration. And um, several years ago when my, my kids were young, I remember sitting at a traffic light and, you know, sitting at traffic light when I was, when my kids were young and I was working full time, that was like the only time to get <laughs> quiet thought. Um, so I remember sitting there and I asked the creator, what does it mean to truly love yourself? Because I know people say that all the time, just love yourself. But what does that mean? I think I struggled with that um, growing up, you know, always being told that we need to be meek and think of others first and all that stuff. Um, so I asked the creator, what does that mean to truly love yourself? And at that moment, I remember suddenly being overcome by an incredible love for my children. And, um, and then I realized at that moment, the message I was receiving was that to truly, truly love yourself is to view yourself like you love the most important person in your life. Maybe it's your spouse or your parents or your dog, but that feeling of love that you have for that other person, um, that incredible love, that's how we need to feel about ourselves. You know, when we think about that other person that's special in our life that we love so much, the way you view them is usually to see them as being absolutely incredible, right? Being full of possibility that they could do anything, right? And I think that's the key in loving ourselves is to view ourselves that way, that we are so incredible that we can do anything. And the key is to see yourself the way the creator sees you. You know, we were made perfectly in the creator's image and the creator sees us as perfect. We are the only person who can be us and therefore that makes us <laughs> perfect right so just like we see the other special people in our lives whether that's our children or our parents or our spouse you see them as being you know perfect just the way they are regardless of what they look like right um, so that's the kind of feeling that you need to fill yourself with and you know I, I often say like when we have to do something major, maybe it's a, a presentation or we're thinking about how we performed um, in a certain presentation, we need to think of ourselves as we would, say, a child that was getting onto stage for the first time. What would you do for that child? You would give them encouragement. You would give them love and support and say, that was fantastic, no matter, <laughs> no matter how they performed, right? So that's how we have to treat ourselves. That's how we have to treat ourselves when we look at ourselves, that we're incredible, that we, you know, we can do anything. And we deserve um, the best in terms of support from ourselves and in terms of love from ourselves. That actually, I love that message. And, and in my jumpstart program, I actually encourage women to find pictures of themselves when they were like four or five years old mm -hmm. and put that like right out in front of, you know, on their desk or um, place where they'll see it every day. Because when you start, uh, with that negative, really nasty self-talk, mm -hmm. it kind of, you, you look at that little girl and think, would I ever talk to her, you know, the way that I'm talking to myself right now? And I think it snaps you right back into 
reality, like, of course not. And I shouldn't be talking to myself that way. That's um, right. So you have given us so, um, so much wisdom and, and tips and tricks and in a subject that I don't think we often think about as integral to healing. Um, do you have any last words of advice for Diva's listening? What I would say in closing is that the creator of the universe wants desperately for us all to be happy and healthy. Um, The creator wants us to let go of the past and live in the present in gratitude and joy. So when we make the decision to go on this path, we need to do all we can do to keep our energy vibration the highest it can and the So the body has the highest uh, energy it needs to heal. And when we do that, I think the creator will support us through whatever process um, it takes and whatever things that might be happening for us. The creator is going to be our biggest fan and our biggest advocate. So I think it's just most important to remember to be living in the present in terms of gratitude and joy and then you know all good things will come to us to us from there absolutely you know i would love for you to tell listeners where they can find out more about the work that you do um, oh how they could you know reach out to you if they feel like they need more um you know work around this area of their life Sure. So um, I have a website called Karen, uh, you know, KarenDykeman.com. So you can see my work there. And if you want to reach out to me, there's a contact um, section. You can just click on that and send an email if there's something that you'd like to pursue, whether um, you're looking for an individual uh, coaching session or if you work for an organization and you'd like to have me come in and talk to a group of people about, you know, how they can be more mindful or um, maximize their energy through um through grounding exercises and and, um, uh, and energy work, I'd be happy to work with you. Just reach out to me through the website, and we can and we can talk. Great, and we'll put that in our show notes, um, so it'll be easy for people to access. Well, thank you, Karen, so much for being with us today. Thank you, Amy. It was a pleasure to be here. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, and you too. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I look forward to being with you again very soon. Bye bye. Well, that wraps up our podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us on the PCUS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCUS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at PCUSDiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.